0: Welcome to Gov Actually, the podcast about how government works. How it actually works. I'm Dan Tangerlini, Chief Financial Officer of the Emerson Collective, and this is the Scoop Radio Network.
1: And I'm Danny Werfel from the Boston Consulting Group. We launched this pod to try to get beyond the personalities and the politics. Right. We want to talk about how things actually get
0: done in the government, the people who do it, and the challenges they face. So let's talk. All right, Danny, we're back. It's been a little while since we um, since we... We got together to do a gov actually, and and I yeah we've I, been on
1: a bit of a hiatus. Yeah,
0: I mean it's entirely your fault. It but, is um, no, no. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's really Billy Mitchell's fault. Um, <laughs> that guy is so hard to pin down. I know, so busy. But um, but we're we're excited about being back. And in in order to get the GovActually actually listeners, you know, back into the um, the really exciting conversations we have about you know how government actually works. Want to talk about something I know that all of actually people will be really excited about, and that's the the president's management agenda.
1: I mean, that's for for me. That's I don't even know what the right analogy is. That's the the the, the shining moment of my uh, are, are, of my you, existence. Are
0: you a Christmas celebrant? Are you are, I, are, with that, my family? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you know we celebrate Christmas too, and I remember as we led up to the holiday, you know the. The tree would come up. That was a sense of expectation. And then the gifts would get put underneath it. Yes. And they are all different sizes and shapes, but they're all wrapped. You didn't quite know what was in there. And in many ways, as we lead up to the release of the president's management agenda, I, I feel that same sense of anticipation. <laughs> yes. Uh, that, it's that, eerily similar. Yeah. Very. Except
1: without the music. Yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, Christmas be, music is... Can like, you
0: imagine, like, President's Management Agenda carols? Yes. What would they sound like?
1: Well, we have, like, rules in my house, our sensitivities around when Christmas music can start to be played. Yeah. And the kids push for it early, like yeah. pre-Thanksgiving. No,
0: there's like 17 minutes on Christmas Eve when we allow it in the house. But oh, was that, that it?
1: <laughs> no, for us, it starts like around the time we put up the tree, which is like first weekend in December or something. Wow. But yeah, I love the analogy because what we have is the president's budget was released, um, like let's say three or four weeks ago, and um, the president's budget had... A, a preview or a trailer if you will uh, that the president's management agenda was going to come out in March I, I like so, the post Oscars yeah post Oscars reference yeah. yes coming to uh, to a, a, a performance.gov website near you you're right. going to have right. this president's management agenda um, and I thought it would be interesting to talk about you know what uh, what we're hoping to see. Um, I think there were some interesting hints and clues in the president's budget. There was some uh, some framing and blueprinting of, of some of the key areas. Um, and uh, and let's talk about successful and non-successful pre- moments in president's management agenda going forward. Do we need to start with, like, what is a president's management agenda? Yeah, well, I was just about agenda? to say,
0: like, I mean, you're relatively present at the creation, right? So what is a president's management agenda?
1: Well, actually— I mean, I, I was present at the creation of the Bush era, uh, President George W. Bush. But I actually think management agendas go go back before that. I mean, and, and not that I can go that deep into history, yeah. but I think presidents have historically had a focus on certain issues of how to reform the way the executive branch operates and they're very consistently around themes such as modernization, efficiency, streamlining, reducing bureaucracy while driving greater impact through a whole host of different things, reducing paperwork and 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 leveraging technology differently and improving the way in which we hire And recruit and train employees, so there's the people part of it.
0: Well, and and everyone's favorite federal agency, the most interesting and exciting one, uh, goes without saying the General Services Administration, was created out of essentially a presidential, a president's management agenda that that Truman led with the Hoover Commission. So I love when you do get into the history. Sent former (laughs) President Hoover uh, out to. Rethink the structure of the government in a in a post war post second war, and that's how GSA got it started. That was how GSA got spun out of the Treasury Department. I didn't
1: realize that. Yeah. Oh, and OMB got spun out of the Treasury Department. Exactly. Well,
0: like you know, that's another. That's a whole other episode where. Yeah, pretty much everything that isn't the Navy, the State Department, and the Attorney General essentially gets spun on at the Treasury Yeah,
1: uh, big parts of Department of Homeland Security. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: I mean, you could even make the argument the Army came out of the Treasury yeah. Department because Washington called Hamilton and said, let's go put down the Whiskey Rebellion together, and, and they wrote off in the first kind of Army. I've the been
1: uh, waiting for our first Hamilton reference well, on yeah. Gov, Actually, because yeah. I may uh, – Addicted to the Hamilton musical, right. the soundtrack, the whole thing. Oh wow! So, so you
0: could even sing. That's
1: I could a, rap. Right. Would be actually right. more accurate. Right, if right. that would
0: actually drive up the. I think today. so. <laughs> I think so.
1: Let me practice and at the next uh, uh, the next next taping. next one. Okay, promise, wow. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's a promise. We're so, keep
1: it. so what I was going to say about about the, the management agenda that my I think one of the first high profile moments of a management agenda was actually during the Clinton administration. Mm-hmm. And um, Vice President Al Gore's partnership for reinventing government, he had written a book about reinventing government. That was kind of the the logo. They brought in or developed more accurately an organization that sat kind of within the executive office of the, the president the family, NPR. the NPR folks. Right. Um, my reflection of the NPR folks, I have a lot of kind of lessons learned coming out of that because I think it did not reach its full potential because it did not, that that exercise and that organization did not get sufficient buy-in mm-hmm. from both OMB and the rest of the federal agencies. But as I think back, they were somewhat a little bit ahead of their time, like really focused on innovation. If you toured their offices, there was a, there was a different layout of the office space. And I'm mean, going back to the to the 1990s. Right. This, all of that is happening right now.
0: So funny was that they had, you know, these kind of pre, you know, sequestration, you know, 10% cuts of staff. You remember that they wanted to reduce uh, federal FTEs by 10%. They had a uh, effort to cut regulations by I think it was at least, you know, ten or twenty percent to cut the pages of regulations by yeah by some percentage as well.
1: I just don't I just I, I'm we just weren't ready for it. And and now it, it's it's going on all over the place. But like I remember walking through their offices and you know they were they were whiteboarding and had yellow stickies on the wall, and just like idea lo- like locations where you could put up on the wall your different ideas for how to improve government. and for OMB at the time we we just I don't think we were ready for that. We saw it as a little hokey and a little unicorn, you know, let's all sit around a circle and, well,
0: and i I actually still possess it somewhere. there was the uh, business card size gold. Uh, principles gold business card that had the principles of the NPR. It was like a laminated. You have that. I do. That could I be worth something. I, you could put, yeah. post it on it eBay. Could be, <laughs> it could be worth something too. the gov. Actually, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We it. should raffle yeah, it it's off. It's a small market. No.
1: Yeah. Well, what was interesting is that what what the what the president's Bush management agenda did was, I think, um, uh, much what, which made it much more impactful and. And 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 basically, a lot more people inside government had uh, had knowledge and reaction and impact and involvement in the president's management agenda was because they they did a lot to build on NPR. First of all, they embedded it inside OMB and they made it an OMB run uh, operation. Uh, and OMB controls the purse strings and has many other responsibilities so that's better
0: than the vice president cuz that's what NPR was the, the 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 NPR had the vice president and, and you know chunks of OMB but it was kind of it's kind of operating it thought it was like operating above OMB
1: yeah i don't i don't think it was embedded effectively with OMB it mm-hmm. was not a sense that when, when the president's management agenda came out with president bush there was a sense that the agencies had the, the, all the federal executive branch agencies had to pay attention because it was it was integrated into part of where, in order to get your budget, in order to get your your your, your clearance for regulations and all the things that that OMB is a gatekeeper on. You got to play ball, and you're going to play ball with the uh, with the president's management agenda. And so, the other thing it did different from NPR, it was it was much more discreet. Around It had these discrete swim lanes, human capital, what they call competitive sourcing or the question of outsourcing versus insourcing or contracting. A-76. Yeah, A-76. There was e-government, there was financial management, and then there was what we called budget and performance integration. And each of those areas, all the agencies had to have plans for how they were going to get to green. And there was you were either red, yellow, or green, and there were criteria right. for each. And so there was just there was just a lot of clarity around what the goals are, um, and there was a huge investment by OMB in building a process to get every single agency in government, from the Department of Homeland Security and Defense down to the National Science Foundation, all you know, in, in terms of size and complexity of organization. All of them had what we call the scorecard and got graded red, yellow, and green on these criteria along these dimensions of human capital, financial management, information technology, etc. I remember it was
0: called the part process. Well, that's
1: what? that's now you're that's a little different. Ah. the part process, the performance assessment, assessment rating. No, I'm sorry, the program assessment rating, rating tool, tool. Okay, part. Yeah, that was different. That was part of the budget performance and integration part of the president's management agenda. And what that was, it was 40 questions, essentially, that you would ask about each program to assess whether it was working or not. And you would get a score. Mm -hmm. So take any program in government and ask 40 questions, 40 basic questions, like is the mission clear? Does it have good metrics? Is it achieving its metrics? Like basically a yes or no set of questions. And as a result, you got a score. And suddenly you you, you really had much more- A numerical more, score? A numerical score. What was your part score? Okay. Yeah. And so you then when you're doing your budget and when the director of OMB was, or or um, uh, examiners within OMB were asking agencies, why should we fund this program? the score, the part score, was was relevant. So there's a lot of clarity uh, during that management agenda in terms of what the status was or at least how it was evaluated by OMB. You now, I have a lot of funny stories, actually, about the treatment that I got by federal agencies because I was at OMB doing these scores. Right. And who was I? Right. You know, some yo know, uh, OMB example. I hear
0: people ask that all the time. Yes. Who I is was,
1: Danny? I, I, I have great stories about... Um, me getting threatened. Wow. Uh, yes, I was in a meeting with an agency. Uh, uh, I think it was with the CIO shop and um, was explaining to the deputy CIO uh, why they were red mm-hmm. on IT right. for, uh, for their scorecard. It was the first scorecard we were giving them and they, we were rating them red. And I started in and the deputy CIO said to me, I'm going to stop you right there because if you keep talking... I'm going to wring your neck. That's what he said. (laughs) So we go back to OMB.
0: Right. I think I've heard a lot of people say that. Yes, I know.
1: (laughs) So we go back to OMB, and and Mark Everson is the deputy director for management at the time. Right. And I'm with my branch chief, and we, we go talk to Mark, and we're telling him, we say, oh, yeah, you should know this, but the deputy CIO at this agency, this is what happened, told the same story, and his reaction was, that's fantastic. Right, right. He's like, they're they're." They're killing each other to get to green. They yeah. really care about yeah, this. Yeah, they're
0: killing you. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And then and then another uh, agency official, I had a badge that allowed me to go in and out of the building because I needed to be there a lot at that agency, and he took my badge away.
0: Really? Yeah, yeah.
1: because he didn't like the, uh, the PMA like or the part score. score.
0: Yeah, give me your badge. Exactly. Right, so, that's going to increase the score. Well, You're, you know what? I mean,
1: you? to Mark Everson's credit, I think he was making the point that if they don't care— About what they're like, it might not be the right Right, score, but you've got their attention, and now you can really change the way you're interacting with them around these types of improvements. We haven't had that type of clarity since because the Obama administration went in a different direction, and and for good reason, potentially. Why don't we talk about why the Obama administration did not go in that direction? It's
0: very interesting because I think that there is. Just like the National Performance Review, and when I was a junior chipmunk budget examiner when we started the Government Performance Results Act, kind of questions about what's your mission, and how do you measure, and what are your metrics? And I remember I was at the Federal Maritime Commission, and we were talking about their Title XI program. That program was loan guarantees for uh, ships being built in the United States. And I said, well, if this program is really successful won't you not need to make any more title loan 11 loan guarantees, right? Because the ships are being built entirely through the commercial financing process. And the guy slammed his hand on the table. It's like, I knew this was about OMB defunding our program. Right. Go. So there was the national, no, no
1: threat to wring your neck. No,
0: no, it was more, oh, it, was okay. a, it was a, it was harder, it was a harder consequence for the table than me. Um, but uh, the, the, this idea of like moving towards some kind of structure by which performance is evaluated and measured is is something that the government has struggled with. We'll talk. Let's talk a little bit about how the Obama administration um, walked away from that, but walked towards it in a different place. I want to talk a little bit about the um, uh, the Recovery Act, something we've talked about in the past. Yeah, where
1: actually the vice president did come in exactly. with great
0: effect. So. Right. Absolutely. Great. So with that bit of the break. additional anticipation, people will be able to unwrap that gift, that gift in the <laughs> okay. next, uh, next segment. Sounds good. GovActually is brought to you by the good folks at the FedScoop radio network. Be sure to check out what is happening on the forefront of government technology innovation at FedScoop, as well as the most important issues facing cybersecurity professionals at CyberScoop.
1: GovActually Gov is also supported by the Boston Consulting Group and the Center for Public Impact.
0: All right, so we're back, and uh, and I know people have been waiting patiently to hear about the um, about the change away from the Part Program, and then and then the Recovery Act is a different form of performance management.
1: Well, I think you know, I remember being a part. I was, I was. There, when the Obama administration arrived and the transition team landed and they were asking us all kinds of questions as they were starting to think about their management agenda, and they were asking us what went right and what went wrong, and I remember my number one reflection of the PMA in terms of what didn't go right was that um, eventually the agencies started um, playing to the test and not learning the material. Yeah, exactly. So it became more important to... Um, if to, people to
0: get... knew what the 40 questions were, they could start...
1: Well, it was like... It said, at the end of the day, we we, we had a lot of green. Yeah. Um, so we had pushed to kind of master the, the criteria. But in terms of articulating the, the legacy changes, those that was harder.
0: So you know what I think is missing in all these approaches, by the way? If I can go scampering off Please. in this direction for a second. No one ever... Asks the customer how they think the program is working. Yeah. And so when we were in, when we were when we were doing this kind of work in the city in the District of Columbia, we began to actually do customer satisfaction surveys. Actually, Tony Williams did a citywide customer satisfaction survey, and so there was a measure, internal measure, your kind of part score, if you will, but there was also a customer satisfaction score, um, and it's you know I I think it's it's hard to do in the city. And it was um it was I, I imagine it must be near nearly impossible at the federal level level to go and I yeah, think it's kind people.
1: of like a citizen centered view yeah. of how the program is doing and, and wouldn't
0: i mean at some level maybe you know maybe not everything is citizen centered but wouldn't it be interesting to hear what the ultimate recipient or ultimate beneficiary of the program thinks the quality of the program is, and that should be a real key north star. Of-
1: it, it hasn't been, and I will say that the the uh, the budget that that the current administration released um, does have a uh, an emphasis or kind of an area of focus around customer satisfaction and citizen satisfaction. That mm-hmm. that that did come out, and so. And I think that's something the government can do a better job at, for sure. I think that's, th- th- you know, you, there's always this kind of tension. It's like, what can the government learn from the private sector? Mm-hmm. And there's always this tension that, you know, can you cut and paste private sector solutions into the government? And and I think it would be a mistake to cut and paste them exactly. You've got to shape private sector solutions. I believe there that there's more overlap in the Venn diagram between corporate solutions and public sector solutions and a lot of people give it credit for. But one area that the private sector is much better at the government is understanding their customers. Right. And they invest heavily, uh, the, a lot of private sector entities, in really studying the customer's behavior, how they interact with the company, so they can anticipate the, cu- the customer's needs. I I think sometimes that,
0: people get annoyed by it,
1: but it is very sophisticated. I, I
0: think that was actually one of the principles on that National Performance Review card. Was who is your customer or know your yeah. customer?
1: Yeah, they were ahead of their time. Yeah, I mean, so so we'll see again when we open the present of what the of what this administration is doing on on customer. Uh, but it's a really good point because I, I haven't done this, but if you went back and you looked at. The, the either the, the president's management agenda and what it takes to get to green. And essentially what the Obama administration did, which made sense, which they kind of pushed it more to the goals. Mm-hmm. So they had the, the, the agency performance goals, the high priority goals. Right. And then each area, there was like a very concrete goal. So in real property, it was, we're going to eliminate $2 billion worth of real property next year or improper payments is we're going to cut improper payments. So it was much more you can make the argument more directly results oriented at the same time it lacked the clarity of the PMA it lacked the every agency kind of knowing exactly what was expected of them so the kind of the path to green was a set of stereo instructions that the agencies could follow more clearly mm-hmm. and i think to your really great point if you went back and you looked at the high priority goals and the agency performance goals would it pass the test through the view of the citizen.
0: Yeah, and I was I was frustrated. I was the I was the chief performance officer of the Treasury Department. And ultimately the high priority goals that we settled on in the Treasury Department, I, I didn't actually believe were the highest priority goals of the Treasury Department. Right. I, I mean the the things that we really cared about were things like volatility in the market, the interest rate, unemployment. But there was no way we were going to make them our high-priority goals because we, in theory, didn't control any of them. And, and we didn't necessarily want to be, you know, marked as red if they went the wrong direction. That having been said, that's that's the score the Treasury Secretary gets at the end of the day is what direction those things head.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that I think— um, Another thing I think the Obama administration, if they could have to redo, would, would, would rethink it in terms of how to deal with underperforming programs on performance.gov. How do you deal with the fact that you you, you, you set up a measure, and let's say it's an important program to the president, and the, the, the program isn't working as effectively. And I, I always felt that, that we didn't go far enough in the Obama administration to really confront underperformance this- and engage— citizens in that discussion? I think
0: this is one of the challenges in a hyper-partisan environment, where any kind of data can be used by either side to point to the failure or the weakness of one side or another. And that's why, you know, you need something like, um, uh, you y- you almost need a kind of a bipartisan effort to say, regardless of, you know regardless of who's in office we want to collect this data and we want to see like it. a
1: commission like an independent commission almost like that i that mean establishes the metrics um, yeah there there's i well, think
0: there's a, in england they had something called the you know her Majesty's Delivery Unit or something. Oh, like. the delivery. And, yeah, yeah. The delivery. Yeah. Michael Barber. Michael Barber. Yeah.
1: The Instructions to Deliver, which is, I think, required reading for anyone who aspires to think differently about public administration. It's a really good book.
0: Yeah. And I, I would almost say that uh, actually, Congress could just. And to some extent, they have mandated it through the Government Performance Results Act and the GIPRA-M, the modified version of it, as well as the Data Act saying release all the information underlying it. We launched the effort around administrative benchmarks, which yep. I actually thought was going to cause some giant stir. They're still collecting the data, but no one even knows it exists. So you know, there's a stir yet to be created, actually, listeners, if someone wants to go and and look well, I, at the- I think
1: I think what you're pointing out is is like there's a lot of ingredients that have been tried by different administrations so going back to Clinton and the partnership for Rein- reinventing government it's like let's think different, let's ideate right. let's let's innovate and and um, and try to be disruptive to the normal way of doing business and I think they were ahead of their time the Bush administration was was very focused on what's the goal right? What what is the very what is the thing that we're asking you to achieve by the end of this year?
0: Well it was almost like a Toyota lean production type approach where they said our goal is quality, what are the specific factors that arrive at the goal? Let's measure it to the six sigma level. Yeah, and you let's know. be transparent
1: about yeah. it. Because every quarter the administration published right. the scorecard. And then and and early on there was a lot of red on the scorecard. Sure. And and even as the administration persisted for eight years, even in year five, six, and seven, they were still producing scorecards with a fair amount of red on it. And so, so kudos to that administration for right. owning the fact that that underperformance wasn't fully um, tackled yet. And I think the Obama administration um, rightfully evolved to much more specific. Let's focus on the the go- the goals of the. Of the programs themselves, right. and get into things like: Are more um, homeless veterans being housed, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. and or on the on the on the financial side, are we really cutting improper payments versus are we green on improper payments? Like, how right. many improper payments did we actually right. cut? So the Obama administration moved moved in that direction, but there's still all the ingredients, as you're pointing out, haven't come together yet. To cook that perfect meal. Mm-hmm. And and so what does the Trump administration need to do to like build off the fact that all of these ingredients, it's,
0: right. it's nice that they've the been sent a nice box of yes. shelf stable uh, uh, management product management uh, agenda items. And now how do they how do they cook them together into something that could actually be. A meaningful management agenda that has that kind of transparency, that has that kind of accountability, and and delivers those outcomes and results.
1: Yeah, and 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 some advice that I have, just kind of thinking about it, is, um, is first, you know, don't bite off more than 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 the executive branch can chew. Like, right. focus on a couple of key things that are at the president and vice president's so level. So, don't
0: merge a bunch of agencies, for instance, or.
1: Well, I, no, it's not that. It's it's you know, if there's thirty one different initiatives, right? You know, that we're gonna do, we're going improve this, we're gonna improve that. Like, I actually, I thought this is just my my, my prediction, and it, it didn't come true in the budget yet, but maybe it'll come true um, in later when the president's management agenda. When I, when I, when I was kind of understanding coming out of the transition and early part of the Trump administration and trying to predict where their management agenda would be early on, President Trump was um, uh, amplifying um, the concerns that, uh, like, the president's, I think it was Air Force One or the helicopter was too expensive. Yes. I'm going to renegotiate. Um, and, and it was like, let's get a good deal for the taxpayer. The government is, you know, there's a lot of suppliers to the government in terms of goods and services. and um, and, and I think one of the president's, uh, mantras is about getting a good deal, right? So I figured there would be a a whole management agenda initiative around getting better deals for the government. Right. You know, renegotiating like, agreements
0: 5% out of all procurement costs.
1: Right, ex- ex- something like that or 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 just focus on improving the way in which, for example, we use data to um to procure smarter, training uh, government personnel to be uh, to be to be better than they are today at negotiating better deals, but, figuring but, out but which category. Let's categ- be, let's be I
0: honest. I mean, you've you've been in those meetings. Can you imagine sitting around with the public affairs and and media and government affairs and ledge affairs people and like, look, we want to get the president to commit to a five percent reduction uh, in the cost of procurement over the next you know two years. And they are they all. See, I wouldn't. I, again, they all kind of shake their heads. Well, like, I wouldn't no, do it that, that way. that doesn't sound like a idea. I wouldn't good
1: do it that idea. way. I would do it a little different.
0: Okay, okay, how would you do it?
1: I would, I would pick certain categories of things that we buy um, as government, and I would, add, and I would say we're going to do better at x, at x percent, at x savings in these categories. So kind of a category management mm-hmm. approach. But anyway, the point is, is that if you can pick a limited number of these. Areas where you really introduce a paradigm shift around how we set the goal, how we use data, how we train our staff, how we set
0: cultural I mean, differences. I mean, we would get excited about that. I, but like, but, but, but again, do you think America the, would get excited about, this, like, we're going to pick these five categories and try to get some, yeah, you know. I think
1: so. because 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 ultimately, not only would America get excited about it. I think the president would get excited about it. He's passionate, if I understand correctly, about making good deals. Mm -hmm. And the government can be getting better at making good deals. So what I'm lining up is I'm lining up something that would actually have the highest level engagement from the White House so that the executive branch understood this was a priority. And then I'm lining up something that's very concrete in terms of outcome that involves this mixture of better use of data, better training of government personnel towards an objective and i do think it would resonate with the with the taxpayer to understand that there are places where the government was being overcharged for certain goods and services and we put together a plan that said we're going to go after some of those aggressively and the results are what they are and i'm saying that's just one example isn't
0: isn't that a bit like the campaign to cut waste and Dif-
1: no that's really good point i don't think so at all and I ran the campaign to cut waste and I wish I could do it over again cuz okay. I don't think we So did how
0: it. did you run it and how would you run it differently? Uh, wow. Uh all
1: right, I think we I think we ran it more through um and this is important but through a symbolic lens. I mean, I think it was after mm-hmm. Dan, this was after Las Vegas. No, GSA. Campaign to cut
0: waste happened before Las Vegas. Did I remember? It? There was Ooh, the, then that's really bad. The, there was the four and a half percent reduction in procurement, and there, there was all kinds of wow. I think I knew the There was the zero. You know, reduce the footprint. I'm, and what I'm
1: saying, I believe. I could be wrong about this. I thought that we branded it the campaign to cut waste after no, Las Vegas. No, no,
0: you didn't. And and even the wow. even the that's um, what my memory told me. Even we did. the do you remember the? Um, yeah, that that memory was it was. It's, it's probably a way to make yourself feel better. I guess so. Um, but yeah. do you remember there was all the um, the little cha. Yes. Well, this is what I'm. This is the point. Like yeah. I think we
1: focused on the campaign to cut waste. The
0: no, but the, there, I the rem- emphasis
1: was a little on the symbolic stuff.
0: Right? Because I got, I got, I remember distinctly I was over at Treasury because there was a financial management service um, uh, squishy head. Uh, yes. Yeah, I, that's <laughs> that a you no, want to highlight? It. Yes. No, so this is a great story. It was well, also the Coast Guard shot glass, the, which was unfortunate. I'm so
1: glad you brought this up. <laughs> so, so as part of the campaign to cut waste, the idea surfaced that we should get rid of government swag. Right. So, these like tchotchkes are little things that have government logos on them, which really are not material uh, from an expense standpoint, but they symbolized the government buying stuff that was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And so, as part of the campaign to cut waste, we asked all the federal agencies to send us examples of swag, so that we and we were going to essentially put them on a table in the Oval Office and have the president sign an executive order. Lots of volunteers. Nobody volunteered. Okay, but someone on my team came up with this great idea. I remember I was, on, I was in the Gray Building, at the, in the Eisenhower Building, and I was on the phone with a member of my team lamenting the fact that not one single agency sent us one piece of swag for this event. And she said, you know what, Danny? In the new executive office building, there's swag everywhere right. because these, gov- these OMB employees, they go to conferences or the agencies give them the yeah, swag. The extra. the agencies think
0: they're being smart when they come by and they give their budget presentation to give them the squishy head. Right, so so my team uh,
1: went around the red building and, and went into people's offices and asked to grab the swag and we came up with the shot glass and the squishy toy that said the Department of Treasury, which had a mohawk, it was yeah. the most ridiculous sounding and when thing. You, looking when thing. you
0: squeezed it, it would laugh yeah, maniacally. It, it would laugh maniacally. Yeah. Yes.
1: And I remember I was in the White we were planning for the event and I was in the White House chief of staff's office at the time. And uh and he asked for an example of a swag, what it can kind of can make it real for me. What you know. And I had it. I had it in my breast pocket. I pulled out the Treasury squishy toy, and I squeezed it, and it laughed maniacally in the in the chief of staff's office. Right. And everyone was like, "This is perfect." Right. Um, and so that was you know what I what's interesting about that history is like I learned that we you, you overdo it like we were like we're getting rid of all clothing like anything that has like an like a like a sweater that like a like a sweatshirt that says department of agriculture and like we're ending all that and then like fema called up and they're like you know we need jackets that say fema right. on right. it right. the fbi arrive. is
0: like what are we going into people's houses <laughs> with? yeah exactly
1: no. and that's just a, an example of sometimes how you get excited by something and you overdo it and you realize no there, there does need to be, an, uh, you know, wh- one of the big contention points was the coins, challenge you know, the, com- lines, the commemorative yeah. coins the challenge that, lines, yeah. that secretaries have and, and how morale boosting that is. And we had to kind of think differently about how to deal with that. But so my thought about the campaign to cut waste ref- uh, uh, and reflecting on it is that it emphasized too much on some of the symbol- symbolic stuff. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I think we lost, uh, I think, again, that taxpayer. Does the taxpayer really care about the squishy toy or does the taxpayer care about kind of bigger, more um, meaningful and material things? I don't know. But my sense is now that I'd rather do it the way I was just describing it, where there's an emphasis on something like let's get better deals for the government and pick the areas that we're going to do it. Um, and again, I was just I'm just editorializing now. I think it's a nice theme fit with this administration and something that the White House would get behind and be very excited about. Imagine a situation in which you're a federal agency and you're you're emailing in to OMB or the White House and saying, hey, we just renegotiated a deal with this particular vendor, this particular supplier. And as a result, we got 10% savings going forward, which is going Mm -hmm. to save us X million dollars. Mm -hmm. That's a great Story and I feel like there's there, that could be a, a big emphasis point in a management agenda going forward. Now that wasn't in the president's budget, but maybe it'll maybe it'll surface. Um, you I, don't
0: think the agency procurement people would say they do that every day? You don't I, think they I, feel uh, like they're motivated by that every day? I,
1: th- I think they are, but I think there's 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 a significant area for improvement mm. on this question, which would involve assessing like what are they what are the areas that are most ripe for improved. Uh, deal making. Uh, how do we use data more effectively? How do we negotiate differently? And it, I think there's a huge opportunity. It would involve
0: the agency head maybe coming out of the corner office and walking down to the procurement office and say, "Hey, I want to engage in a subject that I usually try to avoid during my time in the corner office, which is like having a conversation about procurement and maybe
1: maybe I mean some getting
0: the procurement this- staff to not just think about the next procurement they're doing, but going back and looking at their prior ones and saying, "Hey, could we get we know, strike a, could we do a better deal than what we did before i
1: think you know it depends on the nature of the of the individual involved but look uh, often you have these you know ceos or coos commercial folks coming into government for the first time sometimes it takes them a while to get their sea legs under them in terms of the government bureaucracy the opm rules on personnel the federal acquisition regulation with respect to procurement things are a lot slower um, this is an area, as an example, where it's going to very much resonate with the type of things that they were doing to cut costs and improve performance in a corporate organization. I mean, the larger—I don't mean to to uh, to dwell on uh, on this one idea. Um, I was just saying that. No, this is
0: this is very. It's a good therapeutic release. It sounds like it sounds like you're still. Harboring some guilt and about and, the campaign and, to yeah, cut waste. The campaign I'm
1: waste. very guilty about conference spending. Really? I'll, I'll, I'll make that. You I'll, just did breaking too, news. You did way too much of it. I think we did. Yeah. Cutting of it. Cutting of it. Yeah. 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 I, I think, think
0: th- we've, I think we've covered that though. I have think, we? Yeah. All right. I thought yeah.
1: I was like admitting something in no, the podcast no, no, no. we the first we, Yeah.
0: I think we've covered that. That that. Yeah. The, this idea that then you started, uh, you may have set back cancer research. <laughs> gosh oh, like, I'm sorry I, was that too our
1: scientific too collaboration exactly right yeah exactly right uh, well you know you were you were with you were my partner oh, yeah. at that point in time <laughs> yes, I have to yes, say like yes. you were on my speed dial as, the, yeah, as we I were was, crafting yeah. these policies exactly. I remember you said something to me like you called me we should rap but you called me one day Shortly after you got to GSA, and there was like this GSA conference that was coming up. Oh. It was it was either Fed Fleet or something it like was, that. Yeah, it and something. you said, and you're like, I have to make a decision on whether to cancel this conference or not. And there was all these implications to it, and and we talked about it. And you went out there personally. And walked the yeah. floor and made sure nothing even remotely fun right. or glittery or anything that even had color on it. You're like, take that down. It exactly. has to be the most we, bland.
0: <laughs> we joked that the lunch had to look like what they were serving at the county lockup yes. that day. So, yes, Yeah. You know, we had sandwiches and water. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, and and I can tell you that I've been to – I, I, to some of these GSA conferences before Las Vegas. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't like that. Oh,
1: my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was very different. But so. – but and and that should be fixed, but we, we overdid it. And it, it even was to the point – when I got to the IRS, and one of the things that I – what, what was talking to the team at some point, they were saying that, that, like, managers in Oakland were not traveling to San Francisco, even though employees that they um, oversaw were in San Francisco – I said, "Why? Why are they not traveling to do that?" And it's because of the because of the, the OMB regulations <laughs> on travel. I was like, "Wow, just to go like across the well, if the they're bay? flying from the
0: Oakland Airport to SFO, <laughs> well, yes, then maybe they shouldn't have been doing be, it." Then the yeah. campaign to cut waste would come
1: in, right? <laughs> anyway, so I'm excited about the, the the new management agenda coming out. Yes, I don't. I hope hopefully we'll um, we'll have a lot to talk about. Yeah, and maybe even. I hope, bring someone on from the Trump OMB yeah. in the management space to talk to us about it. That I hope it's some excited. kind of
0: cool digital toy in that package.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, I think there is digitization and modernization as Excellent. part of the deal.
0: Excellent. Great. Well, Danny, it's, uh, it was fun to talk with you again today, and I'm looking forward to getting back in the groove here in 2018. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to another episode of GovActually on the FedScoop Radio Network. If you want to reach out to us, you can tweet us at at GovActually, or you can send an email to dan at govactually.com or danny at govactually.com.